Welcome to episode 28 of Word to Your Mama. I'm Ritzy P. Today we have Maricel Sisson. She's a photographer. She's the principal at the Beat Junkie Institute of Sound. She's also the founder of Ladies of Sound. She's also one of the only people that I can talk to that understands uh, what it is to try to maintain your identity while dating someone that we get into of who I call is not a civilian. Uh, So that's very unique. And so I'm glad that she's around and I'm glad that um, not only that she's around, but that I like her. (laughs) That could be an issue too, right? Uh, your your partners, uh, co-workers, bandmates, whatever. You might not like them, but I like her. I love her, and she's been doing some amazing things. We get into how it was for her to go from, you know, being a, a photographer, creative, and shifting where things just happened where she had to start, you know, running the, the intricacies of the Beat Junkie Institute of Sound where she really just came up with a custom infrastructure for this DJ school. Um, The trials and tribulations of opening a world-famous DJ school, Um, like I said, maintaining your own identity while being in a relationship, the growth she's had over the past couple of years, and so much more. We got uh, questions and comments from the audience uh, the supernatural bear, of course, is going to have something special for his auntie Maricel, and it's going to be good times. So the last episode, we had a little bit of audio issues. This episode, we have a tiny bit, just a change in the quality after the 11 minute mark. But I promise you folks, I was having uh, mic issues and connection issues and blah, blah, blah. I changed up the system and how we do things. So uh, as you know, I record a bunch of interviews beforehand and so the next ones after this boom another system so there hopefully shouldn't be any issues but you know it's a pandemic still and uh it's internet internets interwebs so let's get into this with marisol all right yay (laughs) marisol so good okay okay we finally did it, dude. I'm like so excited because <laughs> we've been I trying to just like connect just in general, like pre-pandemic anyway. So the fact that I get to connect, get to catch up, see what the fuck's happening and then get to learn a little bit more about you. Because we, you know, as friends, you might have known someone for a long ass time, but you don't get to know the intricacies of their history or their journey. So this has been super fun doing this with a bunch of people that I I love. So um, gracias, Marisol, for doing this. Uh, Mm. But I want to start off, first and foremost, how are you doing? I'm good. Um, Thanks for having me, first of all. I'm so super excited, uh, you know, to be here and um, so honored that you asked me to, you know, be on your podcast. And I'm also super happy that you're actually doing this because, uh, you know, you're so dope and I've I've always admired you as well. And, you know, there's that, you know, just to see you, you know, branch out and then start this. It's like, hell yeah, like keep going. So, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I'm good. Um, I guess you can say that, uh, 
this is one of the blessings of the pandemic, right? That, um, you know, with everybody's lives on the day to day being so busy that at least now people are, I mean, it's normal to connect virtually. So, um, you know, I'm glad that we're able to sit down and catch up and, you know, not in a noisy musical environment, <laughs> which is usually how we're hanging out, which is why we never get to like, you know, ha- like actually get to the nitty gritty of just who we are and what's going on um, outside of all of that. Right. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm doing good. Um, you know, blessed that, uh, you know, the school, uh, Bee Junkie Institute of Sound is reopened. We reopened in March and, um, nice. l- you know, ladies of sound is making, you know, strides as well. And yeah, just, uh, keeping it moving, uh, back in getting, getting back into the swing of, um, you know, work. And, um, I'm excited for that. I, I did appreciate being home um, with the family, of course, but yeah. um, you know now it's it's another adjustment that we're going through, and uh, I'm ready for it. So. Awesome. So overall, the past because we're over a year now, because this is April when we're recording this, April first. Um, would you say the transition was hard for you guys? Um, you know, because it's you. The, for people that don't know, expl- if you could please explain to them what the Beat Junkies Institute of Sound is and Lady of Sound is, because I think it's also very important because what you guys are doing is is um, it's really if you break it down, I think the essence is legacy, right? And continuing uh, teaching a, an amazing, very important art form. So could you tell the folks what what both of those things are, please? <laughs> Of course, yes. Yeah. So the Beach Junkie Institute of Sound is a DJ school located in Glendale, California. We are dedicated to preserving the art form of DJing because, yes, uh, DJing is an art form. Mm-hmm. There, you know, it's very important for us to um, pass on these skills and these techniques so that the art form lasts and the youth knows, like, shoulders they stood on to get here and also um you know what is really beautiful about what we do is um and this is only something that we had learned in opening the school is that it does more than you know just teaching you djing this what we do actually changes people's lives um and that has been uh the great joy um, in my life in working at the Beach Junkie Institute of Sun. I've li- literally seen it change people um, in, in such a positive way. And, um, you know, it, it, it also is another way to, you know, people have called what we do at the school therapy. Mm. You know, um, it's helped people come out of their shell. It's, again, like I said, just br- given people this confidence that I don't even think they know existed um, and and it's through learning how to how to DJ right with this passion that they have for music or the curiosity that they had about DJing or maybe they um, saw somebody that inspired them to want to do the same thing and didn't know how to do it. So you know at, at the Beach Junkie Institute of Sound, what's really amazing over there is you know obviously you're not just learning from anybody; you are learning from people who have done this for you know, 30 plus years, love what they do, um, you know, 
have gone through all the gamuts of what a DJ does, right? From, you know, this, this was something that they loved when they were kids. This is something that was a shared passion between all of them. Um, from there, they took it with like battling and, you know, won championships together as teams, uh, as a team and became friends and, you know, shared that knowledge within each other. Um, all of them also, you know, had their own success individually, um, as well as a crew. And now in this stage of, um, their lives passing on the, you know, knowledge that they've accumulated over these 30 plus years, uh, you know, I would say is definitely something that's full circle for them. Right. Because, uh, to share this, you know, from, from being inspired by someone like Grandmaster DXT, uh, Grandmaster Flash, Grand Wizard Theodore, um, you know, is, is something that I think the newer generation, if they aren't, they aren't, you know, shown who, where this came from and how this was invented, this, this, it was pure accident. <laughs> it was fate. You know, it wasn't like, I'm going to be this DJ. It's, it, it was, it was just this beautiful time in New York when hip hop was being birthed. Right. And now hip hop has just become such an influential, um, genre of music. I mean, the influential genre of music, um, and DJing is a big part of that. Uh, obviously it's a pillar of, of hip hop. Right. So, um, for us to be able to pass on these technical skills that, um, you know, uh, help people's mental health and um, give people confidence and also make them some pretty badass DJs, um, is something that we're really, truly proud of. Um, you know, that's what our motto is, is, um, it's building, building better DJs. So. Nice. And so for those who don't know uh, what she's talking about veterans, like you might not be familiar with the beat junkies. If you just Google, You'll see what we're talking about. Like you're you're at this school and you're learning the fundamentals um, from veterans, people in the game, like yeah. that, the DJs, DJs, people that know the people are in the know, know them and respect them. Um, so it, it, it's it's really just doing it for the culture. And I, I love what you guys do. But before, you know, diving into this is really about you. Right. Um, and so I wanted to kind of figure out and let people know how we met, why we met, right? Because I think that's mm -hmm. like an interesting story. And I have yeah. some questions on that, too. <laughs> okay. But, I, you know, I know you before before the Beat Junkies Institute of Sound. And I met you through Dilated and our connection mm -hmm. there. Um, but I knew you as a photographer. So I think it's very yeah. interesting how, you know, it's morphed into... Uh, what you're doing now as you know people have asked around they're like think of you as the principal you know the 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 den mama of of this you know <laughs> making shit happen on so many you wear so many different hats but t tell me like how was that journey from photographer right mm -hmm. to going to this um and i met i don't did i meet you at a con i don't know did i meet you at a concert or <sighs> I don't you know, remember. Um, I feel like maybe you, uh, you know, cause we have, we have a lot of mutual friends. Um, True. I know you're, you're really, um, close with Assad. Shout out to Assad. Um, <laughs> I, you know, would shoot their parties, um, every, every party that they would throw. And you probably saw my pictures before you even met me, mm -hmm. I'm assuming. Um, but yeah, that was, um, it, it was an unexpected 
transition in my life um, because it wasn't something that I was aiming for. I never said, oh, I'm going to go um, be in, in this DJ school. I, the, the, <laughs> that was not the plan. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I had been in the photography game for, ooh, I want to say seven or eight years um, went before I transitioned. I had did everything under the sun. Um, I mean, you you know, if you've seen if you've seen my work, it was not like you could put me in one place. I did everything um, from you know weddings to food photography to event photography, and then from there it was like different kinds of events. It was just like nightlife, and then. Um, you know, it was festival of books. It was, um, you know, so many different things, um, you know, like Martin Luther King day parade. And I, I never really put myself in one specific place when I was a photographer, which I think was so essential to my growth, not only as a person. Um, but I feel like it, it kind of helped me deal with just how, um, different my life would be at any given moment because that's the environment that I was in. Right. It was mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm, I'm photographing here and you know, I have my mindset on, I'm just, this is what I'm shooting. And then someone that's what I'm working with or someone that's part of that event is going to say, Oh, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. So I would have to shift all the time. And so when it came to this, it was, um, it's funny too, because it was like, I hit like a milestone in my birthday and I don't want to see how old I'm going to be, but you know, um, you know, I, and now that I look back on it, I, I just, back then I was a lot, I was younger and I didn't realize that that was, I was just reaching another transition in my life as a, you know, in general. So I initially had got brought on to take pictures of the school. Mm. That was it. Like literally that was it. Um, you know, they had been already, the space had been accumulated and they were building it out. Um, I would talk back and forth on seeing what that looked like, uh, but I wasn't part of that plan. And so, you know, I said, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll help you do that. And, and then, you know, through my photography, because I had to do a lot of things myself. So I knew how to use Squarespace and market myself. I had to do everything like that on my own. So, um, all these questions started to come up, right? It's like, okay, we're, we're going to do the, the photos, but where, where are you guys going to put the photos? What site did you buy the com? Did you, where's the, you know, so then I started asking a bunch of questions and, you know, I love my guys, but they weren't they were, thinking. They were, yeah. No, were, yeah. It yeah. was like, I saw, I saw that it was not part of, you know, it's like they're worrying, worrying about the physical and like what, uh, you know, what's going to go into that. Just everything that I was asking was basically not on their, on their mind at that time. Um, so I just, um, said, okay, well I got you guys. Let me just go ahead and figure all of that out. And, uh, yeah, then that's kind of how it started. I basically figured out to building out the infrastructure it took me about a year. You know, it's like, there's no software, um, for specifically what we're doing, like DJ yeah. classes, you yeah. know? And yeah. it was so funny because when I would talk to, uh, you know, people, um, in, in trying to build this out, they're like, so what are you trying to build? <laughs> like a DJ school. <laughs> I would even Google like, how, you know, <laughs> DJ schools and like, what was the infrastructure? Like, how did that even work? Like, so, um, I basically 
just put my head down and just said, okay, this, I'm going to build out what this is going to look like and then run it by the guys. And, you know, I just got the thumbs up. Yeah, sure. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Um, you know, and, and, uh, again, that was, it wasn't hard for me in that sense, because I had already did this for myself as a photographer. Um, I, I had to figure all of that out. So I just basically applied everything I knew from my corporate job as a banker to a photographer, everything that I had just, uh, you know, in my life, I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's apply it here. What can I apply yeah. here? And if I don't know, I'm self-taught in everything that I do, even photography. So, um, I did the same thing. And, uh, yeah, next thing you know, we opened and, um, the funny thing is, so <laughs> nobody really knows this. So I, I built the entire back end. I even got an app going and, um, the place that I had initially gotten the software was located in, in I- Ireland, I think, mm. or Scot- Scotland, one of those two countries. So they were not, they did not have the same hours as us. <laughs> So, you know, and they only gave you like a certain amount of time to talk to them. (laughs) So here I am, you know, odd hours of the days trying to figure out um, how to get our system going in terms of like, oh, this is a certain class. And when you sign up, um, it's going to enroll the person. And then when they're enrolled, they're, you know, it's just a lot of that. (laughs) I signed up. um, So when we opened, it was super, we had an amazing, you were there actually, right? Yeah. So you saw, we do this big party to celebrate the grand opening. It was insane. Um, You know, people were literally like sardines inside of the school and outside of the school (laughs) and um, super fun event. Um, People were signing up and um, it was all great. And then at the end of the night, I looked at... um, our backend system. And I was like, something isn't working. Mm. Um, and, um, basically what I, I had wanted it to do, it, it just, it wasn't doing it. There was like some glitch between the app and between the, um, they offered an app, right? It's like, yeah. Oh, part of the, the package you get. And it was just, it was not connecting. And, um, we had classes starting the next, the week after, because, you know, that was the whole deal, right? Um, I literally had overnight, I had to find a new, um, system and transfer all the information from that. Yeah. Transfer that information. So all the students that we had signed up and all the class, everything, I had to transfer it overnight into a whole nother system by myself (laughs) because I couldn't get a hold of those people. I literally was manually like name, address, transfer, class, transfer, and have it all match like overnight. And then it was like at that point where I was like, I, I don't know how this happened, but I'm, I'm seemingly integrated myself into the business <laughs> because <laughs> if I were to explain this to anybody or train anyone, it would take a long time. I literally built it from scratch that even who, you know, it took me, um, you know, shout out to Sammy G took me a, literally a whole year to train her because it was so custom. I mean, the, mm. our entire infrastructure was completely custom um, because I would hit a snag and I'd have to create how that would system would flow and then try to explain it to someone else mm. where it technically doesn't make sense, but because of it's like a DJ school and this is how it works and these are, you know. Um, so yeah, at that point, um, 
it kind of became something that just, I was, I, I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going anywhere for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I started turning down my photography gigs. Um, and, uh, I didn't have a problem with it. I was really busy. Um, because you know, again, I was on the operational side, just trying to make sure this place was running smoothly on the back end. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that's basically how it happened. And, um, in terms of, you know, back to your question, in terms of ladies of sound, I, um, just quick tidbit on that. I thought I was going to literally be the only woman in (laughs) school, because as you know, when you go to events, the women that you see at the events are such a small handful of women Mm -hmm. that, you can literally like, you know, you end up getting to know each other because you're like, ah, oh, yo, there's Mona, there's Ritzy, <laughs> though there's so-and-so, there's so-and-so. And then you get to know, like, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a small circle of people. Yeah. And, you know, and, and also it's like women that love hip hop. And then that's also another small, small circle, circle of people. Sure. They really you know? love it in a way that's to the same level, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. cause you could be like, oh, I like hip hop, but you just like current stuff like I'm talking about the whole the whole culture all the elements the history and that's another level so yeah for sure Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, it, you know, and, and the funny thing is too, I worked so hard to establish my name as a photographer. <laughs> I yeah. really, really busted my ass to, um, you know, just get to where I wanted to be and be that, that photographer that everybody would contact, you know, um, in terms of, um, you know, any events that they wanted. Like I just wanted to make a name for myself and I didn't want it attached to anybody. And I especially didn't want it attached to, uh, you know, my partner or who I was associated Please with because it. like, you know, oh, you know, pardon my French, but like, fuck that. I worked too damn hard. Please believe uh, it. you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I was going to these gigs by myself. Um, you know, now that I think about it, I'm, I mean, I I don't know. I would not do that now, but um, I was going solo too. Same thing. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I didn't even realize how hard that is for a lot of people in general. I'm just like, oh yeah, just go by yourself. It just made me up there. They're like, oh, walking by myself. I say, yeah, I didn't realize I had been doing that as a photographer. Um, you know, I'm just like, dude, you'll see me at the spot. Like we'll just meet up, blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, you know, doing, doing all of that, going home late nights, editing. And then, you know, there was a time where I was working in a corporate job. I would get two hours of sleep and, you know, come home for late from the club because I was shooting (laughs) it, you know, and then wake up at six to go to work. And you know what I mean? So I was doing that for a while, but I loved what I did. So it didn't matter to me, but I know that I just put in the blood, sweat and tears in my photography career. Um, And then this happens and I'm like, you know, I'm slowly turning things down and, and, uh, I, I, you know, I, because I was always in that culture of, um, you know, hip hop or just nightlife, Mm -hmm. it almost was an easy transition because I love, I, I love this shit. And like the DJs are my friends or like a lot of my friends are just in this industry or the people that, you know, I just, I'm surrounded by. So it wasn't a weird thing for me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I know that there was points where I, when I started turning down gigs or I was just like, damn, like that's such, oh, I don't know. Like, you know, <laughs> I just got myself to this place where these opportunities were like 
so like amazing. Like yeah. I think the last, one of the last gigs I did, um, I was, I was actually like at this ugh, amazing mansion, just like shooting behind the scenes photos for another photographer. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, you know, it's like architecture and like interior design, all the other things I love, but I'm like, it's just not making sense. My focus and my attention, um, was, was getting, um, you know, pulled by the school. But again, it was something I was easily able to let go. <laughs> yeah. And that you wanted to do. Um, yeah. But I want to go back to something you're saying, like you didn't want, and I think it, you know, like you're saying, women that love hip hop, small circle, you know, yeah. you, you, you're, 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 it's a smaller pool to, to choose from to find those people. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you go into uh, an even smaller circle of you and I, where <laughs> we want to maintain our identities that we worked really hard on while being in a relationship with someone that is not what I call, or what we call civilians. They are not <laughs> civilians, right? No. So that's an even smaller circle. And I, I, you know, I don't really have too many people to talk to about that. And... I think I find it interesting because you were doing the same thing. I was I was going to the club solo because I just moved and I was like, you know, do, um, you know, interning at the Wake Up Show and doing all this stuff. And I just loved hip hop. Like I loved music so much. So it's like you're mm-hmm. trying to figure out how do you fit in? And I was working records and this and that. So you're you're trying to be in the scene, and it, it was just easier to roll solo. But also, I didn't really have any girlfriends. <laughs> That love doing the shit and going to these shows like I yeah. did. This was another time in L.A. Like L.A. was popping. It was like the underground scene, um, the bigger B shows, um, all that shit. And it's like you roll solo. Right. And then at the same time, you just happen to get in a relationship with someone that is especially during that time, high profile. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was, uh, you know, it wasn't something that I had expected. It it, it just happened. Um, obviously, I was known as a photographer. So um, when that relationship happened, we, you know, both collectively said, like, let's just, you know, keep it on the low for a little bit. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? I wasn't trying to be, like, loud and proud about yes. it. Um, you know, especially because I wanted to still continue my photography career. And also I, I just work so damn hard to earn my, (laughs) you know, to earn my space in that, that industry that I just didn't want to associate the two. So it was really important for me. Um, and there were times where like, I would get introduced as so-and-so's girlfriend and I'd look at them like, (laughs) excuse me i'm pulling my side i'm like you know my name is maricel right not so-and-so's girlfriend and that used to irritate me and you know uh, you know i never let them know about it some people i was comfortable enough to be like come on dog like we don't uh, have a name you know um and and sometimes i could see that it was just like let me open a door for her Mm. um and introduce them um because i will say another i'm sure you understand too another another thing you you deal with with being with the the type of men that we are with um you know it opens the door for like 
people to to want to be your friend and yeah. then not For be the wrong genuine. Reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, which I unfortunately have gone through. Mm. Um, so you know, it's it's also it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of like you, you, it takes a certain kind of woman <laughs> to be with these types of artists. I mean, to be a you know to be that is is not easy. You do need a tough skin. Yeah. Um, you know, and you need to just fall when you get up and it's not easy. Um, and then also just trying for us to maintain our own identities at the same time is, is, is super, you know, important. I mean, even at the school, like you know, people didn't know for like a long time until they found my IG and they're like, what the, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, you know, it, it's, if, for me, it's important. Like, you know, I want you to recognize me as an individual, and see the hard work that I do because it has nothing to do with why I'm here. Exactly. It's like, I just so happen, this so happens to be my man. Yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I'm glad to hear that you totally understand that because when I first started, I was, you know, working at re working records and doing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So I told him, I was like, listen, I don't want anybody to know for a while. Like, Staying competitive in these dynamic times means having the right technology at work for your small or medium-sized business. Whether your goal is to grow, downsize, or modernize, Panoply BPO provides the right combination of tools, support, and affordability necessary to make it a reality. Visit panoplybpo.com. That's P-A-N-O-P-L-Y-B-P-O com to schedule your no obligation consultation today. Mention WTYM and get your 13th month of service for free. PanoplyBPO.com. There is a better way. So much so that, you know, um, someone that we, we know, uh, Garth Trinidad just stepped down after 27 years at KCRW mm -hmm. and yeah, saw that. And one of the, one of the stories is like, you know, he's one of the first people when I started working records and I had to go to KCRW and stuff. He was very supportive, very nice. He had me record like a promo for chocolate city in Spanish and, and stuff like that. But our, sh I, I was so on the DL with our relationship that mm -hmm. at, um, at, uh, the keeping in time, Ooh, the first mm -hmm. Keeping in Time, uh, amazing documentary, B plus Coleman, uh, yeah. you know, Babu's in it. Some of the beat junkies are in it. It's like this amazing documentary. Yeah. I um, love that documentary. It's it's one of the best. And they had a, a an event. Where, I forgot where it was at, but it was an event. It was like they were showing it. It was like an after party thing. So much so that Garth was like, oh, I, I wasn't going by Ritzy at the time. I was still going by by um, Marisa. And he, he was like, oh, I want to introduce you to somebody. So he's trying to introduce me to, <laughs> to my man. But we were already dating. But nobody knew. Like, that's how DL it was. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> and so we played so it funny. off like we were like he was introducing us. <laughs> we were like, oh, I was uh -huh. like, oh, nice to meet you. <laughs> so funny. I mean, I completely I com get it. But you understand, right? Yeah, I, I completely get it. I, I, I think it's... um. 
it's so funny. There was a, there's an incident where we were at, um, I forgot what show it was at, but I was waiting for them to wrap up, you know, how they, after the end of the show, they say, what's up to their fans and everything like that. And I was just waiting around, um, you know, patiently as we do again, that's part of what you, um, have to understand. So even if it's late as hell, you just know, like, Hey, gotta be patient. That's, that's, that's who they are. Right. And some guy was like, Oh man, I love, I love them. You know, um, I, 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 I know, I know Babu. And I was like, (laughs) Oh really? He's like, yeah. He's like, that's my cousin. And I, (laughs) I started, I mean, I was like, Oh no way. I was like, really? That's, that's dope. And he's like, yeah, you know, um, you know, I just seen him at the family parties and stuff. And then I, I, I just couldn't help it. I was like, come on, dude. I was like, really? Cause I, I'm not, I never seen you at the family parties. And he's like, he looked at me like, what? And he was like, oh, who, who are you? And I was like, oh, that's, oh, I know that guy, you know? And so when I let him know who I was, he felt, I could tell he was just like, oh shit. He felt so stupid, but I was, we, but we laughed it off because, um, you know, I'm just like, oh, you're trying to play that? Like, oh, we're Filipino. So we're, we all, we're yeah. related. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, it was just the, the look on his face when I was just like, when I said, I had never seen you at the family parties. And then obviously he realized like, oh, wait a minute. Why yeah. is she saying that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, <laughs> that was such a funny, funny moment. Um, I've so, I'm sure you have a lot and I've, I have so many as well, um, where it's just part of like, again, what you, it's part of the territory for being yeah. an artist, you know what I mean? So, yeah. And, and, and before I wrap that, that little section up, I just wanted to say, like you were saying that it takes a certain you have to tap, have to have tough skin, and it takes a certain breed, you know, of of a women of a woman to to be able to be with someone like that for such a long time. Um, and I know you've had this like I don't know how it was for you, but for me, I know it was tough navigating those first times going to shows and seeing just all the women and like <laughs> and the attention and just like. You know, I you know I was young when we first. I mean, we've been together for I don't know. It's going to be like twenty twenty one. Like it's going to be twenty years, and it's like I was a different person. Like I was younger, yeah. and I was just learning, and maybe I wasn't a hundred percent, you know, on the real um, secure in my skin. So it challenged me, and it, I think it helped me grow in a lot of ways because it challenged me. It's like okay, well. Why do I feel this way right now? Like, am I am I insecure? Like, why am I insecure? Because I'm not insecure in my relationship. Am I not secure with the way I look? Like, there were so many different things happening mm-hmm. at once early on. Now I could give a fuck, but also it's a different situation too, right? Like, it, it, before it was like they were recognized more. Uh, now not so much. It depends on what spaces. Depending, you know, certain spaces. Yeah all day long but so how how did you handle how was it for you in the beginning and how is it now so in the beginning I was yeah I (laughs) I was a completely different person you know I'm like on one end of the spectrum (laughs) um you know in yeah exactly and you know um in terms of of just age right like I, I I was you know, I'm about to hit like this year, a a pillar in my life in terms of my age. So thinking back then, um, I was just like, (laughs) 
okay. <laughs> you know, um, you know, seeing like the girls that would like wear the low cut tops and they would push to the front and then they would just like, you know, be on stage and just like wrap up the, every, every word to the song, you know, and that was new for me. Um, <laughs> or just, you know, cause you know, I wasn't trying to be all like, Oh, hold my hand, hug, hug me. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you, ugh, you do you <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm here to support you. Um, I, you know, and, and that's something you also have to understand that that's not how it is. You know, you yeah. can't just be all like, like, Oh, affectionate and things like that's not the space for that they're in the zone so one you have to understand that and then two when you have like you know people um come around and you know they're just looking at your uh I mean the whole group like with starry eyes you know um I was just observing I think because I was I was so young I was just like in observant mode but I um I feel like you do also need to be secure in the relationship between you two that you can both like, that's why I'm so excited that you're one thing that I can say we have in common and why I think they also love us is because (laughs) we always have maintained our, our own identities and always had our own lives. Yep. That is something that I think is so key and important to when you're dating someone with status yeah. because you, you know, if you're waiting at home, uh, you're just going to drive yourself crazy. Or if you're just off to the side and you, you just, your mind can go all these different places, yeah. but you know, I'm like, let me bring my camera. Can I get in the pit? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just want to practice or I just want to shoot. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. exciting for me in that sense. So yeah. I would always keep myself busy. I wasn't just always like, you know, I'm like, can I get a press pass? Why can't I get a press pass? Like, I just, <laughs> I just want to shoot photos or, Oh, I would just be on a certain part of the stage or I would get really cool, you know? And this was for me. It wasn't, I wasn't yeah. getting paid or anything. It was just yeah. something I loved. Um, But yeah, I think that if you, you know, to deal with that kind of stuff, like you do need to be your own individual person um, and have your own thing to, to also combat all the stuff that can come with it. I think, I, I I mean, at least it worked for me, right? Yeah. Um, It, it, it just made me like, you know, plug, plug out the bullshit, you know, I mean, even when they would be on tour, like sometimes I wouldn't, I, it's not like you get a, a call every day. No. Like, no, they're, you have to understand, like they're performing, literally ending the show. They're getting on another, they're getting in a car to yep. drive to the next city. And then they do that all over again. Yeah. Sound like, check. Da, 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 mm-hmm. da, da, da. It's a grind. It is. It's not easy. So sometimes if I wouldn't get a call, like for, I mean, I don't, I never had any summers. We never had any summers together. No birthdays. My birthday's in the summer. Um, spring breaks, like all the key, you know, when they have festivals, it's like, oh, that's when I'm, I'm like, cool, peace, be safe. <laughs> I'm going to go hang out with my homies or do, you know, I have work and do my own thing. Um, so, you know, and, and again, it just having that communication, I guess, and strengthen your relationship to know that like, I don't got to worry and, oh, she can go look and she, you know, whatever, but yeah. not have it affect you in that way and let it take over you. So, yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And and it's like, um, it, it, I think 
you have to be that way in any relationship, whether you're persons of if you're in a civilian mm-hmm. per, in a relationship with the guy who's a civilian or not, or a person who's a civilian or not. Like you, I think that's just a healthy relationship, right? Where your yeah. your whole identity doesn't depend on the other person. You have your own, yeah. they have their own, and it's that little Venn diagram where the circles overlap just a little bit. You know, and then you have your own thing. And that's I think that's the key to why we've both been in these relationships for such a long time. Um, Cool. Well, I just want to touch upon that because I think it's a very interesting side, you know, because I think a lot of people want to romanticize. Oh, everything must be awesome because you're with someone that's tours and nobby like it's <laughs> it, no it, you don't it, you don't get to go you like, don't get to go not, and i wouldn't no. want to go my friends like you, no you don't want to why don't you want not for what so that i could be with him when he's in a bad mood because they're just going <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i don't want to do totally i don't exactly. want to be around that shit <laughs> no i you know because they turn into they turn into um you know um, they turn into grumpy people when please, when they have something coming please, you know what i'm saying please, and please, and and, and and, and and more power to them it, because it's, uh, what they do, it, you put yourself out there. It's it, a lot. Your, your art is out for the world to to either love or criticize, right? And and you have to understand that. Yeah. And so, yeah, do I want to be around that? Oh, what do you mean you're going to go to Paris and I don't get to like go here and there? Like you can't go with me because that girl, that's not how it is. That is not tour. Exactly. You know, that is a vacation and they are not on vacation. They're not on vacation. So. <laughs> yeah. If Beyonce's talking about she's been to Paris back in the days, I saw an interview. She was talking about she's been to Paris so many times. She's like, but I've never seen the Eiffel Tower. Like because she's mm-hmm. working. Like If exactly. she's not even and she's at that level. These motherfuckers ain't vacationing that much either, you know? And it's just like, give them that space. So, and then we, you know, when we get together, we get together. Exactly. You know? Um, Okay. So this is a, a, this is a section called questions and comments from the audience. A little surprise for for our guests. So let's go with that. So let's go with the first one. The first one says, She's been looking real good. What's the secret to being a boss and also having time to take care of yourself? And this is from, and I'm going to mess up probably one of your good friend's names, Donya Carmenia? Oh, Charmaine. Charmaine. Oh, I can't read. Sorry. (laughs) We call her Donya. That's like, you know, um, when you're your friend, you you, you know, she's like the boss. Like, you know know what I mean? So, um, oh, I love her. Shout out to Charmaine. It says Charmania. Because I I got these. That's her IG name. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry for fucking up your name. Donya Charmaine. So that's from her. So what's, what's the answer to that one? Okay, so um, I actually would, I'm going to give a big shout out to my peak performance coach, Camille Rose Soler. So over the last almost two years now, um, I invested in myself um, and my business in terms of, you know, getting my mindset right. Because being in a leadership role is not something that I, I ever saw myself in nor expected. And then when it hit me, it was, it was really, it was hard. Mm. Um, you know, it was really, really hard because I, like I said, it was just not something that I, I saw for myself. Um, and 
so I, I said, I, I saw her and, um, again, shout out to Sammy G. She's like, yeah, she's really good. And, and we should like look into like what she does. So she, again, she is a peak performance coach that, um, works on the mindset with like high profile, like CEOs and people with big businesses. And so in the last two years I've been working with her and, um, she, we check in, um, weekly, um, but she's taught, um, taught me a lot about mindset. Mm. And, um, holds me accountable for a lot of the things that I say that I'm going to do. And, um, so it's been so great to have her a part of my journey and a part of my growth. Um, definitely the growth was from, um, these conversations with, um, you know, my, my peak performance coach. So if you guys are ever interested, hit up the ultimate life, L Y F E.com. And she's been amazing. Actually, I'm going to talk to her tomorrow. So again, we have our weekly check-in. Um, but you know, it's just like little simple, um, you know, you don't, it's not really things that you don't know. It's just things that like a a simple linguistic shift can really Mm. change your perspective on things. I feel like I'm a lot calmer because of it. Um, I feel like I look at things differently. I process things differently, um, than before I was doing this. So that's, that's one thing that I can say, um, that I'm, I'm, I'm constantly doing. Um, and another thing, so to circle back to the question overall, self-care is so important. And that's one thing that I've, I've definitely learned when I started working at the school, I, the lifestyle was such a big adjustment. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we went into work mode. I mean, we were throwing like anywhere from like 50 events a year, like sometimes two to three events a month, even if they were small, we were like constantly throwing events and that's on top of running a school. Yeah. You know, that's on top of having a family. That's on top of, you know, my commute. You know, I I also commute. So it wore me to the ground and I gained so much weight. Mm. I stopped taking care of myself. My first step was my my peak performance coach. And then I got to a place when the pandemic hit, I still didn't stop. Like I overworked myself basically is what I did. I just kept working, 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 working. Finally got to a place during the pandemic where um, I said, okay, I, I can't keep doing this to myself. And so I, um, I went keto. <laughs> oh, nice. um, yeah, I went keto in um, October and um, it's been great. Uh, you know, especially because Babs and I are both doing it and oh, nice. I feel better. Um, so I've realized that I need to make sure that I, take care of myself first and foremost, um, which, you know, you know, you're supposed to do that, but do you really do it? You do not. And now that I've built my habits to where like, I literally have a regimen in the mornings. Um, you know, I make sure I work out at least 30 minutes a day, got my Apple watch to hold me accountable to, which I really love. Um, if that's something you need, I definitely highly recommend that. Um, but you know, so now that I've got, I got my, I'm working on my mind. Now I'm working on my body, which is now going to give me the space to work on my soul and feed my soul in the way that I need to. So, um, you know, for any, for, for that, it's definitely take care of yourself, uh, first and foremost. Awesome. Yep. And uh, for sure, I'll have all of that information, um, of your coach and everything like that. And anything we Mm -hmm. talk about in this episode in the show notes, So second question, comment from the audience. 
<laughs> if you could go back in time and speak to your 21-year-old self, what advice would you give her? And this is from someone we both love and know, Nico. Nico Beats. <laughs> oh, my love. Um, man, they're, uh, first of all, I would um, slap my 21-year-old self. <laughs> it's, I'm... If I look back, I'm such a different person. Like, ew, sometimes when I even think of, like, how I was when I was 20, I'll be like, ew, girl, like, ooh, stupid. Like, seriously, I'm, you know, um, all my mistakes make me who I am. But, girl, my 20s were just not my my (laughs) highlight, let me just tell you. (laughs) Um, If I could tell my 21 self anything, I would tell myself to not be afraid of what people think and... Don't put so much weight on what your parents want from you. Mm. And I also would definitely tell myself, hey, if you love art, if you love all the things that, you, that you've been uh, gravitating towards, keep gravitating towards it instead of trying to please, um, you know, trying to fall into the norm of what society wants from you, right? To, to have a stable job and a family and, um, you know, do that or wake up and do that every day. Um, so that's what I would tell myself. Like it's, you know, feed your soul. So that's definitely what I say. Feed your soul, whatever you love, just like keep going towards it instead of, um, being afraid of what someone's going to tell you and what somebody is, um, going to you know, like I said, just criticize you about, and, and that would always, was, that's always what would stop me. Like just, I was, I think I was just trying to please other people yeah. and the last person I was trying to please was myself. So that's, and I would smack her upside the head and be like, girl, he ain't it. She ain't it. Like, I just gonna... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a bit, I, I, it's, it's been a big, big, big growth, um, from, then to now so yeah and you know I think that what you and a lot of pretty much almost I think everybody that I've had on so far that have been a huge part of my tribe is that you've carved your you've made either you've you've made your own lane and you especially being um first generation or you know what I'm saying a child of immigrants all that stuff being of color being a, a woman of color it's it's not it's it's breaking away from what society says is success. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I need to have a house, I need to have a car, I need to have a job that I'm just, you know, hamster in the wheel and I feel like all of us have been able have our own individual or you know unique journeys but we got there on our own and realize this is what makes me happy. Like, you know, and stuff like that. So that's a very important. Awesome. Okay. The last one, uh, Mm -hmm. questions or comments from the audience is, what can I say about Marisol? Self-taught photographer, videographer, designer, producer, organizer, and so much more. Not only is she an integral part of the Beat Junkies Institute of Sound team, where she earned the nickname The Principal, but she is also the founder of Ladies of Sound. She is a creative force who also happens to be my best friend, fiance, an amazing <laughs> stepmom. She inspires me, keeps me grounded, and pushes me to be the best I can be every day. That is from your man, 
<laughs> DJ Babu. How cute is that? Aww. So sweet. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's from him. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Not because that's my best friend. So, you know. No, that is so cute. <laughs> oh, he's the best. And he's such, he's such, a, you know, he's such a sensitive is not the right word but you know what I'm saying like he's very in tune with his feelings and he's not afraid to express them and you know I, I really like that about Babu he's very sincere and genuine yes he's a very sweet and very kind-hearted man I feel it's so funny because when um, people now, you know, when the school opened, nobody really had access to to them in that in that capacity. Right. And they see his pictures. And I, I've heard this from so many people like they're like, oh, my God, he's a teddy bear. He's so sweet. He's yeah. so nice. But when I see his pictures, um, I thought he was just like this hard ass. It's like, <laughs> you know, like, don't talk to me. You know, he had that look about him. Yeah, right. And yeah. then, and then, the, and then he's like in class, like cracking jokes and just being fun and carefree, you know, and I, you know, he's one of the funniest people I've ever met. Like he makes me laugh up to, up to this day. Like, just, and it's, and it's not never planned. It's always just, he's so witty. So, um, yeah, it's, it's it's been a fun ride with with him and uh yeah i feel very blessed um especially with uh you know nico and micah in my life as well they've that whole just that whole um relationship in general has definitely been a pivotal part of the my growth as as a person oh that's awesome that's beautiful okay we're gonna we're we're getting short on time but i want to get into a couple of the not so rapid fire questions aka the slow as hell questions i'm gonna give you a couple <laughs> let's see the first one's easy three words to describe yourself Ooh. <laughs> or maybe not so easy <laughs> yeah not so easy oh shit okay i haven't been asked that question i don't, I don't even know um uh, let's see Loyal, mm -hmm. hardworking, mm -hmm. and hmm, and real. <laughs> Please believe it. Please believe it. <laughs> okay, second one. What is the best piece of advice you've received? The best piece of advice I have received. Um, it's from my dad. So early on, uh, my dad always told me, you are a woman. You are a Filipino woman, a woman of color. Life is not going to be easy for you. And you're always going to have to work two times harder than anyone else in the room. And that has always stuck with me. And I feel like it basically set me up for where I'm at now because I've always had those things in mind that nothing's going to get handed to me um, and it's going to always be hard. And I think that that mentally set me up to just not, you know, um, just to, again, help me develop my tough skin as, yeah. a, as, a, as a person. So shout out to my dad. <laughs> awesome. Okay. And then because of where you work and what we all love and stuff, I couldn't move forward and not ask this question. What is the song to get you hyped? What is your one, one of, I'm sure you have many for different occasions, but what is one of your go-to get hype songs? Ooh, man, 
That is a good one. I have so many songs. Do I talk about the one that I'm currently into? Yeah. Okay. You know, no, I'm just going to actually say the song that I really love right now. It's special because nobody's heard it yet because I just so happened to just, you know, have the plug. Somebody's about to, <laughs> somebody's about to release his album this coming Friday. But I think I already have a song that's on volume four. And so funny, he sent it to me last night. It's, um, I know it's just, uh, uh, if there's anyone, if there's one artist, I will say that gets, gets me hype. I will say it's Janet Jackson. Mm. Love Janet Jackson. Cause I was bugging him. I was like, can you please flip this song? Can you please flip that song? <laughs> and I'm still bugging him to flip like all of my favorite Janet songs, not his, but my <laughs> favorite Janet songs and to do a whole album that, and then to dedicate it to me. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I love Janet. Um, and I love Krung Bin. Um, I, and oh man, so many, so many songs right now, but those are the two artists that come to mind. So I would say if it was like somebody that's like, uh, that's a, been around, it's, it's Janet, no particular song. I love all her songs. And then another, um, and my, my favorite band who I'm so happy to see just blow up, um, over the last like five years, um, is Krungbin. Um, they, are just amazing. And it's nice to see real instruments yes. get put back into the fold. And it's like real artistry, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like, that's why I have so much respect for them. I remember when I first heard their song, um, again, shout out to Sammy G, she was playing it. And I was like, immediately like, who's that? Who's that? Like I had to know. <laughs> and then, and then I, when I went into their whole discography, I was just like hooked. Um, again, because you don't, there's the you don't see too many people doing that these days that are reaching the levels that they are. So when I see them like on a Corona commercial, I'm like, okay, or I hear them in target. Like it's, it's a big trip, you know? Um, but I always get hype on, on, on all of their stuff. So. Yeah, they're great. I saw them, I guess two years now cause the, of the pandemic, but I saw them at desert days and they oh, did lucky. stuff. Um, they saw a little bit of their set. Right. Mm-hmm. And I kind of knew their music, but to see them in person was a next level. And then they were with Wu-Tang doing stuff Oof. there. Yeah. Um, and did you see they just they're going to be at the Greek theater in October. They just announced their show. Yeah. You know, I spent two hours getting tickets. yesterday. <laughs> I figured I figured. <laughs> I, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure how this pandemic is going. I'm a little nervous, but, but I'm I didn't ready. Give a fuck. I was like, let me just buy those tickets. And I'm not a fan of access because they didn't refund my Freddie Gibbs and Mad Libs tickets from last year. And they Ugh. were ignoring me. Um, but I still did it anyway. Cause you know, I'm just like, I, I need to see them live. I just miss live music, you know, so much, so much. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so last one. So I have this new one. So I'm trying to figure out which one. Okay, I'm going to ask you this new one. This brand new one. I just, this, you're the second person I've added this to my list. If you have or haven't watched WandaVision, this question comes from uh, Fat Man Beyond, uh, Kevin Smith, and Mark Bernadine. Someone in chat asked them live, if you could have anyone who would that one person be that you would watch TV with that you can bring back that I've crossed over that you can oh, bring back that's and so easy watch TV with that's so easy oh I'm gonna cry now that's my I grandma <laughs> that's my grandma that's my dog right there 
Um, I miss her because that's actually what we used to do. Mm. Um, you know, uh, it's funny because I, I don't really talk about that much in terms of like the what we, I actually know a lot about older movies because she back mm. then when the AMC channel wasn't Walking Dead, it was actually yeah. all the classic, all, like yeah. real classics. Yep. Um, and that was something that she loved. So um, even though I was like a you know, lot younger and I'm like, what is this? I would sit there and watch it and then realize I'm like, ah, some of this some of these movies are not that bad. Um, you know, and then I now, and now I can appreciate the cinematography and all of that, but yeah, if there's anybody I would definitely bring back as I did watch WandaVision. <laughs> that's such a good show, by the right? way. Right, you got to watch um, it if you haven't. Yeah, it, but it was sad. That's that's the thing. That's the you know at the end, it was just like, oh my gosh, you know, she. Tears. She, but but it was it was nice to that she got to have that time back, and um, if I could have that time back, I would definitely bring back my Lola. Ah, love that. Yeah. Oh, so I think, yeah, you're the second person. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this question. I feel like it's. It's 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 just such a good one to have those memories and stuff, you know, because it's either you did watch TV with them or it would be nice to watch TV with them. When I heard the episode, it was they were all the guys were crying when they were telling their <laughs> stories. I was crying listening to it while I was doing dishes. I mean, it's just it puts you in that in that zone. Yeah, you, you know? got me there because now I'm like thinking about her. I mean, I still uh, think about her up to this day. It's been for a little over four years. No. Um, but it when you just love somebody that much and that person loved you that much, it's like that unconditional love that is like yeah. that you will never that's like the one it's like so special. Yeah. And then now you can't hug uh, see, you know, I you know just anybody see her. Yeah. It, it's it's you know, of course that's um, you know, like I even, I still have some of her stuff and, uh, you know, I have her like beanie and I'm like, it still smells like girls, oh, you know, sm- like oh, the best. And you don't want to, I keep all that stuff. <laughs> you keep it like in a Ziploc bag and, or something to keep the smell Man, in. I'm, I'm probably, I, I hoarded a lot of her stuff to be honest. It's in, so it's in one of my, yeah, like I still have like some, yeah, she has some really cute clothes, like purses. Yeah. I just, I couldn't part with it. I, I felt like maybe someone could benefit from like, it was really cool. Like some of the styling, like mm. now that's in. And I just thought like, oh, maybe I'll, you know, sell that one day. No, 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 no. Can, can't, it's <laughs> no, not ready yet. No. I mean, it doesn't fit me. My grandma was tiny. So, you know, <laughs> uh, I was like, okay, I, I at least can keep some of the stuff. Um, but maybe yeah, that's... <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, the beanie and yeah. the purse is super cute. Boom. And so, yeah. you know, yeah. Cute. So that's what I would bring back. Amazing. Marisol, muchísima gracias for, for doing this. I, I, I had a wonderful time learning more about you and just seeing your growth um, from when I met you and um, to, to this day and, you know, hearing like, oh, please believe me, we're going to have a conversation about your um, counselor. But um, th- like to see that growth and for you stepping in, you know, you're a creative and it doesn't matter if you're do- what medium, if you're a photographer, uh, mm-hmm. marketing, putting shit together for a school that doing a system, a back end that never existed. It's thinking outside the box. It's like you were mm-hmm. saying, you got your skills from your corporate job, from, you know, from working at the bank, from your photography. Because as a photographer, 
you always have to, people don't understand it, especially at live events, something like that's that's not just a wedding, but more than that at live events, you got to be thinking on your toes. You got to try to get all these shots. You're not always going to have access to get the shots that you're paid to get. So you got to figure that shit out. Yeah. And and that's what's funny because I'm I'm naturally shy. So you can't be shy when you're a photographer. Mm -mm. (laughs) No, no, no. So Marisol, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Ladies of Sound, the official women's division of the Beat Junkie Institute of Sound, a platform created to support women in the DJ and music community. We love educating, training, and recognizing women all across the spectrum. From veterans who have been in the game to those who just need that community to help get themselves started. Our goals are to create opportunities in all facets of our industry and ultimately inspire the future generation of women in music. Visit ladiesofsound.com for more information. That's L-A-D-I-E-S-O-F-S-O-U-N-D.com. And now, introducing the Supernatural Bear Corner. Supernatural Bear. Hello, Autobots and Decepticons and everything in between. I am SNB16, and today, in honor of my Auntie Maricel's episode, I am going to give you three special facts about her now number one if you haven't heard already from the promo the beat junkies ladies of sound i think ladies of sound oh yeah just ladies of sound is composed by my auntie marisol she's one of the founders one of the founding mothers or founding fathers if you will I hope I, I I really hope I don't get copyrighted by um whoever George Washington was reborn into. I really hope I don't get copyrighted for that. Anyway, second fact about it is that um so she again was one of the founding fathers or founding mothers of Ladies of Sound, of course. And then number 2 for the next fact, she knows dilated peoples. Or, <laughs> and I know dilated peoples. And my mom over here in the back, eavesdropping on me, knows dilated peoples. And um, for the yearly episode, you'll, you'll probably hear why. But for now, let's just say that she's a good friend with one of the members. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. And number three, if you haven't already heard, she's staying strong. Like, ladies, it sounds pretty cool. If you are a lady like my mom and my auntie Marisol, then I recommend you go there if you like to, um, you know, learn a little bit of the basics, the fundamentals of 
how to really get into um, DJing. It's really cool. I recommend. And that was three facts about my auntie Maricel. This has been the SMB. Shooby doo. Episode 28. There you have it. Maricel, how dope is that story? You know, you never know. The things that the experience that you have, you never know how it's going to prepare you for whatever is to come. But I think the moral of the story, of her story, of pretty much everyone on here, the through line to everyone's story is the nonlinear career path. And also just being passionate about what you do. And you don't, if you're a creative, you're a creative. You don't have to stick to one medium or practice. I think, you know, that's one of the things. And also, when you work for yourself, you have to wear so many hats that you've, you have this thing that um, I hope to have my um, friend Shaney on here. She, she uh, heads the, the artist relations and more for festivals. Like when she would hire us, it would just be like, I need someone with that figured outness. And that's what you have to do all the time, basically, when you work for yourself. Um, and you start something new, you know, she, Marisol didn't know how to, there was nothing that existed, a pre-existing app to help the infrastructure, set up the infrastructure for a, a DJ school, you know? So she had to customize that shit. She had to figure it out and make it happen. And, uh, I think another lesson that we can take away from this episode is just, you know, maintaining your self-identity in any relationship whether you're with a regular person or someone that's a little bit more high profile for whatever reason so yeah 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 good stuff good stuff also you know i just realized that i don't know we're 28 episodes in i never said like yo you have questions you can dm you can email at uh hola at hello um sorry hola at wordtoyourmama.com go to the website i mean there's a lot of ways to to reach us to reach me really because just me and uh you know hit us up ask us questions or whatever also if you want to support boom leave a review that helps more people know who we are um, and know about us. We could spread that word. Tell your family. Tell your friends. And as always, we reap. Word to Your Mama is owned and produced by Ritzy P. Intro produced by Nico Beats. Episodes and so much more, including mental health resources, can be found at wordtoyourmama.com. And as always... Word to Your Mama is brought to you by RitzyPeriwinkle.com and PanoplyBPO.com.